0: Coming up, we're into week two of our six weeks of serious soft skills strategy. This week, we're looking at how integrating soft skills into your job strategy can dramatically improve your chances of getting the job, or if you're the employer, hiring the right person. All that and more in just a few seconds. Welcome to serious soft skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 27. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me is Bob Graham. Today's the second week of our series to kick off 2018. We're calling it Six Weeks of Serious Soft Skills Strategy, and we're going to really dig into how soft skills and how you apply them in your work can really be a catalyst. Last week, we told you about an ebook we wrote that is available for free download with a coupon code we'll give you in a few minutes. The book, The 55 Soft Skills That The book, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success, is the first and only comprehensive list of all 55 soft skills that employers and employees are using at work. The book gives examples and offers a springboard for integrating soft skills in your job and in your organization. Like I said, in a couple of minutes, we'll tell you about how you can download a copy of the book, co-authored by us at no charge. But today, we wanna talk about how soft skills fit into the hiring process both for the employee and the employer. Bob, can you start walking us through that process? Yes, I can, Toby.
1: Uh, Thank you. Um, We need to realize that when a job is open that creates a problem for an organization, usually because often people leave with two, two weeks' notice, When someone leaves, an employer has a hole to fill, and they often are the person who has to find someone to cover responsibilities. So a job search is yet another thing on top of short staffing. And so when we talk about looking for employees, it's really important that an employer make the right choice. But they're kind of in the worst scenario, if you think about it. They're short staffed. And now they're being have an added task of a job search, and you and I have both been through this, where a job search can be really time consuming and somewhat frustrating. So when an employee, when a prospective employee is looking for a job, making it easier for the employer is the name of the game. And talking about soft skills in a cover letter gives you a way to help the employer see how you would fit into the organization. Now, um, you can also do it in the um, interviewing process. You can, throughout the whole process, really talking about how you can help the organization, not the tactical stuff, because they can see that from the resume. If you are an accountant, they understand that you probably understand how to use Microsoft Uh, Excel, you probably know how to use uh, maybe SAP or some other proprietary software. They know that, and that's pretty straightforward. But what they might not know about you is that you are really good at training people on how to be better at using those tools. And that would be a really good addition that if you're thinking of six people who are qualified for the job, five of them can do the same stuff. It's on the resume. They can all use Excel and do pivot tables. That sixth person can do Excel and pivot tables, and that person also has been successful training teams to improve their productivity using Excel. And to the employer, it's going, oh, wow, that's an extra little point for that person that we didn't even know that we were thinking about, but that gives us some benefit. And you can think about that with respect to any job, and I think if you look at the job listing and look at an organization, the goal really in a good uh, being a good candidate is seeing how you match where the company is going, not where it is. So understanding that company, really doing your homework, going to LinkedIn, finding people who work at that company, how long have they been there, what kinds of things have they done in the past, looking at the company's statements on their website, what's their mission, what are the press releases saying about them? What does the industry say? If you do a Google search, what does it say about that organization? And how can you plug into the things that they're looking to do with your soft skills? Because how many people graduate from college every year with a engineering degree? Thousands, right? So how do you differentiate yourself from all those others? It's not that you went to a better school. While that might get you in the door, Ultimately, it's how can you take that skill set that you have and do something that other people can't do or haven't thought about doing. So the, the buzzwords that a lot of organizations are looking for these days are collaboration, teamwork, leadership, change management, and finding ways to emphasize
0: those can really make a difference. So Bob, let me uh, summarize. That was, that's a lot because I was thinking, boy, if I was going on a job search, it's a little overwhelming, but it sounds like it ties back to something you talked about in a prior episode when you talked about written communication and knowing your audience. The company then is your audience, and you're trying to talk to them and, and tell your – and I think you've used the term before – storytelling to connect you and your experience and your skills with their needs. Yes, and storytelling is a great a great way to look at it, not in the
1: fictional sense like Frozen or, you know, A Christmas Story or uh, Tale of Two Cities, but in the sense of making it something that's sticky or something that someone can hold on to and understand. And uh, why don't we... Um, well, let me go, a little, I guess, a little further with the idea of storytelling in the sense that uh, when... When you've probably been through this, Toby, when you're doing a job search, you interview a lot of people one day and it gets kind of tiring after you've talked to six or seven or eight or 10 or even I've been involved with 12, 14 people in a day. And they start to run together because they're all basically talking about the same things. And then if it's one week, then a week later, the search committee gets together and they're trying to categorize everyone and figure out who are the strong candidates. And you go through the resumes and it's like someone says, Joe, Joe, Joe Washington. Which one was he? And someone describes him based on a characteristic of him. He was the tall guy. He was the guy who had um, brown shoes that were really scuffed up. And I've come to realize that we don't want to be categorized in those ways. We want to better control how we're categorized. So it would be better if it were Joe Washington. And Joe Washington told a story about how he wanted to do what he's doing since he was six years old. And his whole career trajectory has just further reinforced the idea that he wanted to do this. And he's really, this is his passion. So instead of being the guy with scuffed up brown shoes, Joe's the guy who was really, remember Joe was the guy who started with his vision for this kind of career when he was six years old. How much better is that going to be when a search committee is ultimately making their decision to be category, categorized on terms that you choose through storytelling than terms they choose based on
0: physical characteristics? That's a great spot, Bob. Let's, um, I guess let's take a short break, and then we'll come back and see if we can tie this in uh, and look at some specific job listings and how we might tell some stories to connect those.
1: Hey, Bob Graham here. Our new ebook, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success is out. This ebook lists all 55 soft skills that employees and employers are using and organizations are working to harness for greater productivity and innovation. And we give examples of how they're using them in the workplaces. It's a great springboard for your career and for your organization. The ebook retails for $4.99. Because you are a loyal listener of the serious soft skills podcast we're going to make it free just use coupon code six weeks when you order it at serioussoftskills.com and it's free for you that's right you can download the 55 soft skills that guide employee and organizational success for free in the time it takes to listen to the rest of this podcast don't delay because this coupon code won't last forever This is our way of showing our commitment to your success in 2018. So download it now. Welcome back. We've been talking. This is week two of our six weeks of serious soft skills strategy. That's right. Six weeks of serious soft skills strategy. I'm getting really good at that, Toby. I'm going to be really disappointed on week seven when it's gone. But today we're talking about how soft skills can help employers and job candidates find great opportunities, and that works both ways. Candidates finding better opportunities because they're being more successful in their job search, and employers finding great opportunities in hiring people that give them additional benefits. So um, why don't you, Toby, if you would, sort of um, give us an example of how soft
0: skills might help someone in this job search process. Bob, I think you, you set us up correctly before the break. And and you mentioned the term process, and that's why I, I try to remind my students when you're looking at and applying for a position, you're looking at it as, hey, I'm this guy and I'm or this young lady and I'm putting in for this job. But I have, I tell them, I said, think about the the, the person that's receiving your resume, especially with the online application system now. You could easily have a hundred, hundred and fifty resumes stacked up on your desk, and and. As as you and I have gone through and led search committees in the past, we're trying to figure out how to get that hundred, hundred and twenty down to ten, and and we might do uh, phone interviews or Skype interviews with those ten, to in order to get that ten down to four that we're actually going to call in and interview around the office, and and the numbers change, and you know we might start at two hundred and go to twenty and go to ten, but still you're trying to make those cuts, and I think you brought up a really good point in that that when it comes to technical skills and technical skills are important there are a lot of people with those technical skills and and you mentioned the one that I hear all the time for please make sure your students can use excel and not just use it they better be able to do pivot tables and and v lookup and h lookup i don't know what the magic is with those three functions but everybody apparently needs them these days but that's pretty easy just to list in your in your resume And there's programs that'll search resumes, and it'll search for those words, and only those those resumes will get passed through. So those technical skills are often a little easier to articulate, and there's still going to be a large number of candidates that have those technical skills. And our challenge to folks is really the soft skills are going to make the difference. Now, on an encouraging side, as I'm looking at job descriptions these days, I'm seeing more and more the companies being more specific about, the soft skills that they're looking for. But what I see in my students as they're applying is they gloss over those. They don't emphasize those. And to me, that's the difference between a qualifier and a winner. So uh, I pulled up one this morning fresh from uh, one of those large databases. And this is an organization here in our region that you are quite familiar with. Um, And it's a a marketing type position. So certainly in the Uh, skills required. They want uh, the ability to write content, to edit, to um, uh, do research. So I'm I'm looking at it a little on the screen right now, strong professional writing, research, and editing skills. And in a communications person, that would be technical skills. Uh For some of us others, you know, that might be more uh, in another category. But in this one, clearly, you've got to show, and maybe you have an English degree, maybe you have an economics degree, but you've done research. So you're going to need to prove that out. Um, and then there's several bullets of, of just reiterating those technical skills being able to uh, identify your target audience and write to that audience Boy, funny how those come up um, but now we start seeing these mixed in it's a little easy to skip ability to interact and work effectively with a diverse range of internal clients leadership, faculty uh, Enjoy uh, demonstrate a strong ability to work independently uh, comfortable in positions requiring multiple tasking so how does that come through? How do you get from the 120 to the 10 to the 4 by articulating these? And I and I think the storytelling is the key. Um, I believe it's a it's a one two punch in that um, you need to go ahead and, and pull these out and realize these are keywords they're looking for. And if it's possible, integrate those in your resume. Um, Possibly, and and, you know, uh, I recommend to my students to put the top of their resume rather than an objective statement, a summary statement that tells a little bit about who who they are. I'm a highly organized leader of da da da. Um, I you know am fully engaged in my community with volunteer groups. Just a a high level that that would make me read that and go, oh gee, I wonder what groups he's involved in. I'll look down the resume so it gets them further into that resume. The resume, there's not room to really do much storytelling, but we can tease them because I know I find when I'm doing reviews, you would think the cover letter would be the first thing that gets read. Um, For me, it's often the last thing, and in most cases, it doesn't get read at all. I only read the cover letter on the ones that I feel like, wow, this one looks good. Let me hear what they have to say. That's where I'm looking for the story. I'm looking for them to say Wow, you mentioned multitasking, and I know the the uh, work world is really busy. I see your company has increased sales ten percent every year for the last four years, and I'm sure your people are uh, everybody's doing many wearing many different hats. I have some experience with that when I was uh, president of the American Marketing Association at my university. We put together a strong program, but we had a small leadership team. We each had to take on a lot of roles, and it was exciting seeing that come together. That's a story that now will resonate, and I might even, in the Skype interview, go, hey, tell me about your experience with AMA, because that sounded really exciting. What led you to get involved in that? And, and all of a sudden, we were, were people having a conversation, not – an interviewer going, so tell me, uh, what's the uh, what are the four steps that you need to make, take in order to have a pivot table open? They're not going to ask that.
1: And, and I think, Toby, just to jump on, we, we tend to focus on younger um, employees because we teach college students. I think this storytelling really, really comes into play the older you are in a job search because you have a longer track record and you might have made some lateral moves or you might have zigged and zagged through your career, not straight up the line accountant one, accountant two, senior accountant, accountant director, you might have been the accountant and then you might have gone into a supply chain job and you might have gone into a warehouse operations job that really had a lot of accounting but doesn't look like it on that on that resume, you know, just when you scan the title. So I think for older people looking at jobs, this storytelling component is absolutely critical to helping someone, especially if the hiring person is younger, helping that person really understand who and what you are and what makes you tick. And we're going to talk more about the whole resume and cover letter aspect of uh, job searches and soft skills next week. You kind of teased it out really well, but there's a lot more that we can do. So I think with that, Toby, we should probably stop um, episode 27 of Serious Soft Skills And week two of six weeks of serious soft skills strategy. As We're through a third of it now, and I think you're really starting to see that we're really trying to give you the tools that will make your job situation, whether you're looking for a job or looking to improve within your current workplace, uh, that much better this year. You can always email us, and we'd love to hear your feedback about this series at podcast at com. Or you can tweet us at RealSoftSkill. We post blogs, links, and old episodes and a whole lot of other information, including the ebook that you can get free with the coupon code we gave you a little earlier in the episode at SeriousSoftSkills.com. And next week, like we said, we're going to talk about putting soft skills into your cover letter and resume. We got into that a little bit today. But we're going to go a lot deeper into it so you can shoot to the top of the list in a job search. So you don't want to miss that. And until then, thanks for for listening, easy for me to say. Good day and good soft
0: skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills, then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.